listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. Nick and I are sitting here talking about the DMV, and yesterday (laughs) we spent so much time at the DMV, and we didn't get accomplished what we were supposed to get accomplished, which is basically exactly how it always goes, I feel like. Right. But then I had this thought. Have you ever even met somebody who works at the DMV? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question. I don't. I feel like I've known lots of people who have had post office jobs, worked at a library, done worked at like a town hall. Yeah. Even I've known people. Yeah, yeah. but the teacher, DM- whatever. Teacher, yeah. yeah, never at the DMV. Where do they come from? Where do they come from? And if you work at the DMV, please message us because I I'm like. Where do they come from? I don't know. It's like, I don't think every DMV employee is the same, but it's like all my experiences at DMV, it's like the same vibe. And I'm like, do (laughs) they train these people this way? It's consistent. You know? know? I feel like we've been in DMVs in multiple different states, and it is like there is an expectation throughout all of them, and they never fail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, and, did, we and got not nothing the, done. It's not yesterday. the best way. Yeah. No, yeah. And I'm not really implying that this is in a good way that they train. Oh, quite the contrary. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to insult you. If you work at the DMV, please message us. Because I could I never do it. For, I'll just say no, that. I'm getting in front of that. I could never like deal with anyone's stuff, like, ever. No. No, I get annoyed that we even have to put... <laughs> we are putting together... Because we, you guys know we moved to Connecticut, so we were putting together all this stuff for our new licenses. And it, I was so angry, just like, why do we need this? And why do we need a piece of mail? And why do we... And trying to find everything. So, multiple pieces of mail. Multiple pieces Anyways. of mail. Which is a whole other thing. So props to whoever works at the DMV. But honestly, it's like, who is it? I don't know. Because I've never met a single person who has or currently works at the DMV. That's a great observation. I have no idea. Maybe they're just like like actors or something or they're just like holograms of not real people. That's what I'm saying. It's like AI. AI. Yeah. It's like government created AI people. Ooh. I like that. I like that. It very well could be. It very well could be. Who make us drive back and forth to the oh DMV gosh. It's for just like, one thing. It's just like doing like a 
like a oh, do-it-yourself project at home and you like, have to run to Home Depot a lot, like the DMV is never just one trip. You no, know? no, You're never. You're just constantly going back, oh, you need this, oh, you need, yeah. a, you need this, you need that. I told that. my mom we were going to the DMV and I had texted her and then today I told her that it didn't work out and she's like, oh, could have told you that. <laughs> what, you didn't have the right credentials? <laughs> oh, I'm like, yep. Gosh. And it's not like, and again, this is not to knock DMV, Department of Motor Vehicle employees, but I've, I've never like walked away understanding more than what I came in with. Like I've never helped. No. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just, I don't want to be a critic. I don't know your life, but I don't know why I struggle with getting <laughs> things done at the DMV. I don't know. So I, the biggest question here is who works at the DMV? Who, who are, are these people? Who who are you? Who are you? If you work at the DMV or you know somebody who has, please message us. Because I really had that thought today. I was like, I've never met anybody who's me, worked at the DMV. Me either. Yeah. So anyway, that's our rant on the DMV. But on to other terrifying things. Guys, I'm so sorry for picking the exorcist as a movie club pick last week i've never seen it i've never seen it me either i thought like i I think i said on the last episode i thought i had seen it like so many years ago but oh i was so wrong i've never seen that movie why did you make us watch it it's so funny because i was like yeah i've seen clips of it like maybe i've seen it and like after watching it i definitely would have remembered seeing it oh for sure that's something that i will never forget now Oh my god. That was so much. Oh my goodness. I don't even want to take God's name in vain because I feel like now I feel just terrified yeah. of the devil. That whole movie. I'm so sorry. If if you did watch it and you've never seen it and it terrified you, I'm sorry. <laughs> and a lot of you messaged me and you were like, I saw it once and I will never see it again. So I'm sorry for bringing back those memories and we'll jump into it with movie club. But I just, I needed to say, I'm sorry for picking that movie. <laughs> In other news, um, some of you know that I collect action figures, and my brother, shout out to my brother, because he got me, first of all, he got me this Annabelle, we never talked about this, this Annabelle Comes Home action figure that's so spooky, Mm -hmm. and I posted it on our Instagram, at chillinwithcult.class, but it's so spooky, spooky and like... Um, I'm looking at it right now. That thing is creepy. She got these big eyes. Yeah, she's so creepy. But then also, he just got me, which was really sweet of him, a Ripley, Ellen Ripley action figure. And she's holding a cat, and he got it in honor of our cat, Ripley, that we talk about almost every week now at this point. So cool. And so I just had to shout out my brother for that. And I posted a picture of that, too, on our Instagram. But just, like, it's one of the coolest Ellen Ripley figures I've ever seen. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so cool. So I have Annabelle and Ellen Ripley right next to each other. So that was so, so nice of him. Also... We hit 500, over 500 followers between Apple and Spotify So of this podcast. So thank you guys just so much. Thank you so much. So that's crazy. I know. It's so, it, 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 it's, it's so fun. You guys message me and you message uh, the Instagram. You message my, my Instagram at cult.class and you email us. And it's just so fun to like hear about movies and you guys send me memes and like videos of weird stuff like UFO sightings and everything and it's just so fun to be involved with people who 
share my strange interests and have a husband who's so sweet and do does this with me and also shares my strange interests and it's just it's like it's fun it's just so fun to like pick these movies even if it's the exorcist and (laughs) watch them and talk to you guys so thank you for following this podcast on those platforms and i just like it's we just love doing this every week so thank you so much one last housekeeping thing is we are part of Sundown 96.6 now, which is a totally paranormal radio station. It streams 24-7 worldwide, and we just launched our app. I talked about it in the last episode, but you can download the app for free on the Apple and Android stores. It's called Sundown 96.6 Paranormal Radio, and This podcast is on there. We have tons of other podcasts on there. We have more content coming and we have spooky music that plays and old commercials and just like weird, creepy stuff. So definitely check that out. But thank you guys again so much for all your support and you're just the best. You rock and let's jump into this episode. Hey you, hey you, come join the rest of us cryptids around the fire. And we promise not to serve you as dinner. <laughs> Sundown 96.6 FM. You're following the news. You're following the news. Your UFOs in the news this week comes from news from the Pentagon. The U.S. government shared three recently declassified UFO videos this week, part of the more than 650 potential sightings that officials are examining. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Defense Department's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, said of that number, about half of them appear to be especially interesting and anomalous. Kirkpatrick testified on Wednesday before the Senate Armed Services Committee's subcommittee on emerging threats and capabilities. The public hearing was only the second one in the last 50 years in which lawmakers have openly discussed UFOs. The first was last May. Now, please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Your Paranormal News of the Week comes out of Madison County, Texas. The Madison County Sheriff's Office is investigating the mysterious mutilation and death of six cattle in pastures along Texas State Highway OSR according to authorities. The first Longhorn Cross cow was found dead on her side and had been mutilated with no apparent sign of struggle, according to a Facebook post from the sheriff's office. Ranch owners also reported that no birds or other animals scavenged the remains of the cow. Upon investigating the death of the cow, 
Five other similar occurrences were reported along the highway going into Brazos and Robertson County. Each incident was reported in, quote, different locations, pastures, and herds, end quote. Like the first report, there were no signs of struggle and no birds or other animals had scavenged those remains. The cause of death still remains unknown. Multiple similar incidents have been reported across the county and the sheriff says they're reaching out to other agencies for more information. Every week, Nick and I talk about our crazy homestead life and all our outdoor adventures. Follow our outdoor business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors to see our homesteading journey, learn more about the outdoors, and pick up some really cool gear. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's Movie Club. pick for last week was The Exorcist from 1973. And I have to honestly say, I I thoroughly didn't enjoy it. Um, but I did think it was like really, really well done. It kind of reminded me of one of those movies like Requiem for a Dream where it's like you watch it one time yeah. and you're like, whoa. Totally. And, it, and you're like, that was well done. And you remember it forever. And you remember it forever, but you're like, that's certainly not like the movie you turn on to go to bed, or, like <laughs> like relax. Or, yeah, like, you know, it, it was just. Um, I talked about it last episode. I don't enjoy exorcism movies. I've been going back and forth with a lot of you about this movie because um, a few of you really like exorcism movies, which is totally cool. And then, like my aunt, 
she was like, I was talking to her and she was like, I saw that trailer years ago and I refused to watch it and I will not watch every movie club. I'm not going to watch it. And so many people said that because they were like, just scared, just, just scared of even the idea of this movie. You know what? After watching it, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get I, it. I, I would, if, if I saw this in theaters. 50 years ago. I would have walked out. If I wasn't watching this for Movie Club, I would have shut it off. A thousand percent. Yeah. No doubt. It's, yeah. It's just, I think when I picked it, I was like, oh, it's 50 years old. Like, how scary could it be? Sure. I like, we've rewatched the original It not that long ago, and it's yeah. like kind of silly. Yeah. You know, it didn't really hold up. I mean, I'm such a wimp that I think that it is still scary, but <laughs> I mean, it didn't, compared to this, it's like when you watch older films, you're like, well, there's no CGI. Sure. You're like, you can tell it's makeup. Yeah. Whatever. Like, they're still scary, but it's not like disturbing because it's like now I feel like we actually see with CGI, like we actually see the things, right. you know, like, um, but this movie it's just like, oh my gosh. I, I don't even have words. Yeah, I gotta be honest. This is like the first movie I, that I can like even remember in recent time or in maybe all of time that has like kind of like shaken me to my core watching. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, It was like, mm-mm. like I was like feeling the, un, I was so uncomfortable watching. I don't know how it was. So uncomfortable. It was, it was like a first for me. I had a friend. Like I had a friend say they went there with it because I was like talking about the crucifix stuff mm, and the swearing and everything, yeah. and they were like, "Oh yeah," and they went there. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they did, and I did not like it. It yeah. was so uncomfortable. When we finished watching it, Nick was like, "I'm going to make a drink. I made it through this movie. <laughs> I'm going to reward myself." Oh, I mean, man. that was really like what it was. It ruined our night, and then My I had nerves nightmares. were shot. Was shot. Yeah. And then I had nightmares all night. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. And the pea soup, the vomiting thing, Ugh. like, actually was still so disgusting. Oh man. And yeah, some of like the actions that uh, she did, the Linda, Linda Blair, her mm-hmm. her character, oh my gosh. Her acting was like amazing. That was incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Oh. And I actually, so my brother went to Georgetown and I, we, for, for so many years, when we go visit him, everybody would be like, oh, those are the stairs. Those are the stairs. Oh, the famous stairs. Like, yeah. even I, I remember going on a tour of Georgetown, they're like, those are the stairs. Oh, and I really? never knew what they were talking about. Now I do. They and, was like, right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's kind of cool to see. There's so much history with this movie. Mm. There's so many facts you guys can look up. Oh, my. There's yeah. so many little Easter eggs in the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the thing, I think why this movie stands the test of time is because it's so thorough. Yes. There's like, she actually does tie her daughter daughter down, like the whole movie. Like, you oh. know, movies we watch now, you're like, why are you letting why, the kid do it? Why are you running into the basement? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like the obvious things. But she keeps her tied down. It's. They go to see 88 doctors. 88 doctors, yeah. You know, it's like pretty much everything that you would be like, why don't you do this? They this do. Lady, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they leave no question. Yeah. And so, and you get like kind of the background with the priest. Yeah. You get the background with the exorcist priest. Mm-hmm. You get, you really kind of become like oddly tied to the characters, even the director of the film who dies. Oh, yeah, right. 
you get like a good picture of everything. Absolutely. You're, Absolutely. Yeah, and you're also like tied to Reg- the girl, mm-hmm. Reagan, before she gets possessed because, mm-hmm. you know, in her relationship with her mom. Oh, yeah. And so, I don't know, you're just really immersed. They just do they such did a, a great job. job. Yeah, you get, yeah, full scope of everybody, and then it just takes you on the ride. Mm. So well. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you should see Nick's face. Oh. He said so well, and he looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> like, so well. Oh. So, this movie was, um, it, it was good for movie club. It was a spook. I have a couple facts I'll read. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. One fact about the movie that I don't have listed, but I did read, was that the a lot of members of the cast and crew thought that the set itself was haunted, and they did have a priest come in and bless it. And while they were filming, like several people died. There were deaths, like in association with the film, yeah. um, just with people who were in acting in it or whatever. So that's pretty weird. Also, um, another fact: The Exorcist is one of the most profitable horror movies ever made. The budget was $12 million, and as of 2019, the movie has made $441.3 million at the box office. Wow. Um, to get the actor's breaths to appear during the exorcism, Reagan's bedroom was built in a freezer. It was so cold, the cast and crew had to wear winter coats. Mm. Yeah, talk about like not having like CGI. Yeah, exactly. Just like really making it happen. Which actually is almost scarier. Like we watch those movies now and it's like when you know it's CGI, you're like, well, it's just a computer. But totally. I mean, really, you really get the full sense like when they're cold. Their breath is actually cold, freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk about like actors really working. Not like actors don't work these days. Yeah. But, like so much reliance on technology now versus then yeah, like no they're not no one's screen. going in yeah. coolers these days for a cold room scene you oh know my I mean? gosh could you imagine no i, can't. I mean <laughs> yeah just very different very times. different times yeah very different times and still i'm so surprised it's still so scary still i thought so it would be scary. hokey it was not I know, me too. Uh, another fact linda blair reagan in the film had to be followed around by bodyguards for six months after the movie landed in theaters due to death threats from religious extremists. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Wild. Well, it upset many, many people, this, yeah. this movie. And it was banned in a few countries I saw also. Um, well, like, looking up facts. It's like the movie that people... That upset people. Yes. <laughs> like, the the movie. Now I feel like Hereditary, I guess, is a recent horror film that people walked out of the theater was and it was disturbing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can't think of any modern horror film that compares to this movie. And it's funny because uh, I know a lot of people who are in the horror world and I, I rarely hear anybody reference it. Like, mm. I hear that reference to Exorcist, The Exorcist a lot, but it's never like, oh, that was my favorite movie. Yeah. I've never heard one person That's say so that. That's interesting. And now I, like, totally see why. It's, like, it's spooky even for the spookiest of people. Absolutely. Um, Really, some of my horror friends that I talked to when we picked this movie, they were, again, like, I saw that when I was 15 Uh, years old, and I will never see it again kind of thing. uh, So, um, just a really great movie, but terrifying. Uh, It won a bunch of Oscars, or a few Oscars. Yep, I know that she got, Reagan, Linda Blair, she was nominated for an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. And then, since that, really put her as, like, a staple character in the horror community Mm -hmm. for the rest of her career. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, her launching pad for her whole life. Yeah, it's 
Well, that was great acting. It was incredible acting. I see why. Yeah. So I'll get into the true Exorcist story in just a moment. But this week's scary movie club pick is Evil Dead Rise, which is only out in theaters. We're going back to the theaters. Yeah, we're going to go to the theaters. We're going to have some fun, get some popcorn, get some candy. It's still a horror film, but it's not an exorcism film. A few of you recommended um, some other exorcism films that are supposed to be good, and I will definitely get to those in Movie Club at some point. But this week, we'll take a break. We'll go to the theater, we'll eat some candy, and we'll see Evil Dead Rise before next Sunday's episode. Looking forward to that. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. It's so horrible. It just, it just scared me to death. Are you going to go back in and see more of the movie now? Probably, yeah. This case was made into one of the greatest horror movies of all time. And then you find out that there's a story behind the story and that it's real. The beginning of Roland's case, this poor kid is terrified. And so's the rest of the family. They love Roland, but now Roland seemed very different. The devil will play on a person's imagination. I would say that everything in the movie can actually happen. He was waking up, going through these fits, these contortions, and screams and cries. When the boy would speak in a very guttural kind of voice, it didn't quite seem like the voice of a boy. Something inside of him has given him unnatural strength and rage. How can a child go from being innocent and pure to a monster? And I think that's where the curiosity lies. I'm hearing it firsthand from people who saw it, who saw a bed levitate. The Alexian Brothers Hospital had a secure psychiatric facility where Roland could be taken out of the public eye. The Alexian Brothers were known for their secrecy. It really is a battle. The demon inside of Roland is fighting back at the priests. You could feel the powers of the devil. What I saw was real. What I touched was real. I would never forget. The demon said to me, you can't get rid of us. You're not strong enough. This week's scary story is the true story of the exorcist. The Exorcist was based on a real-life exorcism. I got all my information from allthatsinteresting.com. It was the exorcism of Roland Doe. In 1949, priests performed an exorcism on a boy referred to as Roland Doe, a.k.a. Ronald Hunkler, in a chilling ordeal that became the real-life inspiration for The Exorcist. This story, the true story of The Exorcist, begins in the late 1940s in suburban Washington, D.C. with a German-American family. 
Their 13-year-old boy was despondent over the loss of his beloved aunt Harriet. Harriet was a spiritualist who taught him many things, including how to use a Ouija board. In early January 1949, shortly after Harriet's death, Ronald began to experience strange things. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and walls of his room. Water dripped inexplicably from pipes and walls. Most troubling of all was his mattress would suddenly move. Disturbed, Ronald's family sought the help of every expert they knew. The family consulted doctors, psychiatrists, and their local Lutheran minister, but they were no help. The minister suggested that the family seek the assistance of the Jesuits. Father E. Albert Hughes, the local Catholic priest, asked his superior's permission to perform an exorcism on the boy in late February of 1949. The church granted Hughes's request. For the exorcism, Hughes strapped the boy to the mattress and began his recitations. But he had to stop the rite when Ronald broke off a piece of mattress spring and slashed the priest across his shoulders, leaving the exorcism unfinished. A few days later, red scratches appeared on the boy. One of the scratches formed the word Lewis which indicated to Ronald's mother that the family needed to go to St. Louis where the Hunklers had relatives to find a way to save their son. A cousin of the family was attending St. Louis University at the time of Ronald's struggles. She put the Hunklers in touch with Father Walter H. Holleran and Reverend William Bodern. After consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on young Ronald with the help of several assistants. The men gathered at the residence on Roanoke Drive in early March of 1949. There, the exorcists witnessed scratching on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. These were the same types of things that had happened in Maryland when the first exorcism failed. Amid these bizarre happenings, Bodern and Holleran, according to their reports, noticed a pattern in Ronald's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day, but at night, after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. Ronald would also enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice. The priests also said that they saw objects mysteriously flying in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object presented by the attending Jesuits. The two priests never gave up as they continued the exorcism night after night. On the evening of March 20th, the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level. Ronald urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priests. Now Ronald's parents had had enough. They took him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for more serious treatment. Finally, on April 18th, a miracle occurred in Ronald's room at Alexian Brothers. It was the Monday after Easter and Ronald awoke with seizures. He yelled at the priest saying that Satan would always be with him. The priest laid holy relics, crucifixes, medals, and rosaries on the boy. At 10.45 p.m. that evening, the attending priests called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Ronald's body. 
They shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Ronald's soul. Seven minutes later, Ronald came out of his trance and said, he's gone. The boy recounted how he had a vision that St. Michael vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. According to Bodern and Halloran, the strange occurrences and behavior ceased after that. In 1971, an author by the name of William Peter Blatty penned the best-selling novel, The Exorcist, based on the unofficial diaries kept by Halloran and Bodern. The book stayed on the bestseller list for 54 weeks and spawned the hit movie in 1973. And that is the true story of the exorcism of Roland Doe. I also have a friend who had a little insider information into this case. He has a friend who is a pastor, and this pastor knew other pastors who were involved in this case. And the Lutheran Seminary is located in St. Louis, and he claims that the Lutheran pastors were more involved than the Jesuits wanted to let on. He also claims that there were incidents of levitation witnessed by the pastors and priests, as well as broken bones experienced by the young man while in the possession state. Lastly, priests and pastors also experienced health issues in the presence of the possessed child and felt the presence of the demon in their personal lives while the boy was possessed. That comes from an anonymous source, a friend of a friend, so I can't tell you if it's exactly true, but it's interesting. That is a very scary story that I wanted to share with you guys this week because it couldn't be more fitting for The Exorcist. Okay, now I'm done with exorcism stories for a while. And I know some of you are teasing me about having more exorcism movies, but we're going to have to take a break on that for a little bit. This week's movie club pick is Evil Dead Rise. Go to the movies, enjoy, kick back, enjoy, have a candy, have a popcorn, and be sure to see it before next week's new episode on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, don't forget to check out the Sundown 96.6 Paranormal Radio app in your Apple Store and Android Store. And that's all I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for chilling with us, and we'll see you next week. This has been a Ha, 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 ha.